Pai, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and this is another beautiful, wonderful, stunning episode of beautiful souls getting together, chewing the enlightened fat, sharing their feelings, being in the flow, connecting with spirit, creating a space, a sacred space where spirit can drop in and really unite all of you that are watching into our energy and our vibration that we're creating here today. And I'm pretty heartbeating excited because I have a very, uh, very, very, very special person to me joining me on the show today. Uh, my good friend of many years, Lois Rowley, and also has been a student of mine um, for many years as well, but primarily a soul sister for me. And um, we, wear, we wear many hats in this world and you can say that uh, there's a handful of people that you trust, you, you trust with your life and she's one of them. So let me just formally introduce Lois to you, the beautiful Lois Rowley. She's primarily a counsellor, but she feels that she does it quite differently. And we're gonna you know, explore that today in the show um, to give you a, a greater idea of how that works. She's quite different in the way she approaches um, her practice from counsellors and, and psychologists today. So she works with their feelings and some people are really emotional, they're really lost and perhaps really distracted by their feelings, can't quite work them out, can't quite find their way. So what Lois actually helps her clients to do is to understand and unpick their emotions so that they can actually see their emotions as a tool to see them as, a, as an ability rather than a disability, which a lot of people see their emotions as. Uh, Lois is fully trained as a, a, um, in her bachelor degree, undergraduate, undergraduate bachelor's degree in social science, majoring in psychology. She has a diploma of counselling and she's also a master certified lightworker practitioner. I'm proud to introduce you to my wonderful friend and glorious soul sister, Lois Rowley. Hi, Michelle. How are you going? Absolutely awesome. <laughs> How are you? Excellent. Excited. Really excited to, um, to, to uh, share my reality with you today. Yeah. And it was really cool. Like we were talking yesterday about um, just chatting as we do on, on whatever we want to chat about. And it was really interesting how the, the topic came up about that we both thought, oh, God, we really want to talk about this on our conversation because um, um, it's something that we're both very passionate about and something you're extraordinarily good at, by the way. I've, I've seen you in action many times, um, is, is how to help people to walk that, travel the path, like you beautifully said it yesterday when I was talking to you, to travel the path of their feelings and and to learn, to learn from those. And I'd, I'd just like you to... Um, expand on that for everybody so they can understand that, um, what that looks like, because mm. it is absolutely precious. Mm. Yeah, and I suppose the, the hardest thing about expressing it is knowing where to start, because 
when people come and sit with me um, and I ask them how they are or what, or what is happening for them, what I'm really asking them is what is affecting you? What in your world is affecting you? And when they start sharing that with me, then the stuff of their reality becomes, becomes apparent. What I, what I endeavour to do in a session with my clients is to have them realise that their emotions and their thoughts, um, and many people are really head-driven, um, their emotions and their thoughts are, are not who they are. Um, who we are as beings is something far more profound and far more creative than the thoughts and the emotions that this body experiences on a daily basis. So the process of unpicking somebody's thoughts and emotions is a methodical and structured um, endeavour. Um, and it's absolutely enjoyable. I have to say it's the most joy I can get sitting down. <laughs> I really, I really, I really love human beings. I really, I really absolutely love, um, I love how we're all made up. We're all totally different. But seeing someone take back all the layers and not just take them back but own each and every one of those layers um, is a total privilege because underneath all of that stuff inevitably we arrive at the being the essence of the being and that is um, when somebody experiences that for the first time it's awe inspiring it's really it's a wow moment really wow moment you know what I saw just then while you were sharing that? I saw oh, can't wait to hear. Oh, I love it. I love this visual that I was given. It's like, you know, you're standing in a, a park and then you see an autumn tree and it just looks like this crusty old tree that's just got these autumn leaves on it from a distance. And then you go up to it and you realise that every single one of those leaves that are on that tree are gold. Yeah. Well, funny you, yeah, funny you should say that because, you know, um, every single emotion that you travel has gold in it. So, yeah, that's a really good analogy. It's exactly. It's, it's like we often we just see feelings as these wrinkled up um, crappy things that we don't want to even look at. They're that they make us feel like we're dying and, and we're scared of them. And mm. yet, if we truly were given the skills to learn how to sit in an emotion and how to actually, like you say, travel the emotion, I love that. You know, you're traveling the emotion. I've, I've experienced with you, it brings me to tears a little bit, getting a bit teary thinking about it because um, I've had moments in my life where you've just been so present for me when I'm traveling these emotions that you're just providing such a sacred, um, safe, um, incredibly solid space for 
it for for anything anywhere it wants to go which is is absolutely precious and then when you can learn to do that for yourself which you know it's lovely to be able to do that for yourself which i have been able to do but it's so beautiful to be able to do that in the presence of another being i think it's one of the biggest gifts that we can give to anyone in our life would, would you agree with that uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it definitely is, is a beautiful gift to be able to truly be there with another being when they are um, running out of effect um, and trying to find their way home. Um, what you said earlier about um, people seeing emotions as, um, you know, things that make us feel like we want to die and being, you know, quite gnarly in their nature and and, and it, you're quite right you know um i would have to say that a great proportion of the population are really just trying to squash their emotions down really to try, um, making an effort to suppress their emotions whether they're doing that just by switching off by um uh, going numb uh, whether they're doing that by using alcohol or drugs or whatever other addiction that they might be using as, um, as a way of numbing the feelings that are adverse in their life. We are all geared as human beings um, very similarly. We, we, we seek reward and we avoid punishment. It's as simple as that. Um, and that creates... Um, um, basically a pathway that that we all unconsciously follow unconsciously follow. and what I what I mean by that is that what happens when you suppress a adverse emotion is you know it it gets shut down and gets pushed into the cells of your body um, it gets um, stuck in the back file um, but it is still there and it is still part of you and it doesn't have to be. There is a totally different way of doing life rather than, you know, filing stuff that you don't want to deal with. Um, and though that, that filing system or that shutdown, that suppression system that we, that we all have going on um, causes us to... Uh, manage our environment for our own comfort and that's a really human thing you know absolutely no judgment comes with this because we're all doing it at some level um managing our environment for our own comfort is 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 what we all do what where you come from when you do that is uh, is is um is what i when i start talking about um, control or I was going to say that you took the yeah. words right out of my mouth yeah <laughs> well, you know when you're managing your environment it's it's usually unconsciously controlling your environment and the people in it you know and you totally. may think you have you may think that you have um, the most wonderful intention um, in doing that um, however mm -hmm. If the other person doesn't have absolute free will, you know, about whether they're being controlled or you're not offering full freedom, then, you know, those those controls um, start to affect others. So your 
what you have then is you have feelings getting suppressed here. You have control being projected in front of you. You have people receiving the adversity of your control and you have them shutting down as well. So this is the way transference starts to work between humans, you know. And that's one of the, this is one of our super, all of us, all of us have this superpower called um, empathy, you know. I can feel you and you can feel me. It's human. We're built that way, you know. It is evolutionarily necessary that we care for each other. Um, we are a collective. We form societies. That's what we're meant to do. So shutting down on this transference is also, it comes back to numbing and suppressing emotion. I am an advocate of allowing emotion to run freely. Part of the reason why a lot of people don't do this is because they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to process their emotions on the on the fly. Exactly. And, so, and I love so, yeah, I love what you said yesterday when we were talking and you said that um, each time someone does that, it's different. Every mm. single time. I know that you said there's structure to this. I, I really agree with you. There is, because you have to really be honouring every step of the journey with the person and, and, and there are levels people do go to. But every time someone travels their emotions, it is different. There is a different learning. There is a different experience. There is a different, you know, um, unlocking of ability or what have you, or, um, mm. closer to that, that core self of who we are. Mm. Uh, like a little light shard pierces into that, you know, and mm. then the gold, yeah, just shines through. Yeah, yeah, that, that is right. And it happens within individuals and it happens between individuals as well. Um, so, you know, if somebody, if somebody comes um, to sit with me in counselling and they are really emotional, um, the first thing I teach them is how to travel. Cool. Would you like teach to share that? Yeah, you betcha, baby. Everybody's going, oh, what's this? What's this? Everybody wants to know now. Yeah, <laughs> We've talked yeah. it up, honey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, really, really important, okay, because you can really, your emotions will take you everywhere the human being is meant to experience. Mm. It will take you everywhere that the being can go to gain expansion and that's what they're for even the mostly primarily the the more basic and the darker um, emotions uh, more adverse emotions are really um, if they're traveled well are designed to expand your expand you and expand your capabilities beyond your beyond your wildest dreams so Travelling in emotion is um, it's a it's a three faceted well, it's a multifaceted approach. I talk about awareness, compassion, and detachment used simultaneously. Okay, awareness is um, is applying your consciousness, applying your mind, applying your heart and mind's eye. Yeah, applying applying the um, awareness of your being to the feeling that 
is apparent, top of deck. I always say top card on the deck, okay? If you are, um, if you are sad, start there. If you are angry, start there. If you're confused, start there. If you are numb, start there. That's where you start, okay? I love that. I love that you said numb because some people don't think that's a feeling and um, would say, oh, I don't feel anything. And so yeah. what we do is we start there. That's right, we start there. So, and, and you know, everybody uses different language, okay? Some people will, will say it's um, an energy. Some people will say it's an emotion. Some people will say it's a vibration. It's all semantic. It is what it is. It is energy. It is your emotions are your energy. Yep, so wherever you start, you start there. With your awareness, you allow, you take that, that awareness, that consciousness to that feeling in your body. Yeah, what usually happens is a person's brain goes haywire, brain, brain goes off. Okay, well, I hate this feeling. I don't like this feeling. I need to get out of this feeling. Uh, how do I shut this down? Oh, this means he, this means he's an asshole. This means she's da da da. This means da 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 da. This brain, da 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 da. Quite the mind. This is symptomatic of this. Okay, so just travel the feeling. Travel the feeling. The feeling will shift and change. If you sit with a feeling, you give your whole conscious heart to a feeling, what will happen is it will, it will expand, it will give you all that it's got, and then it will collapse. And, it'll, and then you'll find another feeling, possibly, or it may be if... Mm, the more you tidy up your case, the more you experience feelings one at a time. The more case you've got, then your feelings will flow one to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Because basically what this is designed to do is that you have learned to feel the way you have. And so those feelings reoccur. And every time they reoccur, they give you an opportunity to clean that thread of upset out that may lead back through three, four, five, you know, little instances where, you know, this pattern occurred in the past. So focusing your awareness. Then the, the next thing that I talk about is putting your heart underneath the energy. This is so profoundly important. It's absolutely critical that your sense of self-compassion is in the space. Yeah. The reason for that is, is twofold. Firstly, because everything that I do is about restoring love within the individual being, but it's also about restoring love between that being and every, every other being. So that compassion is the restorative um, energy that allows us to travel that thread. So now the other reason that, the other, the other way that I explain this, and it is really necessary, is that when you are facing a, when you're facing an energy that's really um, adversive, confronting, yeah, a lot of the times those energies are habitual. Yep, those energies can be habitual. Um, I'd like to probably give an, a, a solid example. Um, 
Okay, so here's a solid example. Um, lots of people experience abandonment issues, okay? That's a big one. Yeah, it's it's huge for everybody. I think it's a I think it's a fundamental confront for every human being, you know. Mm-hmm. But everybody experiences that. When if going into abandonment is a habitual thing for you, it will present by when people do not buy into your control, you will feel abandoned. I love yeah? that. Yeah. When people are not buying your controls and you're not and you're and and quite honestly, you know, control is one of those things that the more you use it, the more the universe will show you what you need to learn, and it will bring you, <laughs> it will bring you it will bring you the the perfect opportunity to be triggered and to go into your stuff so that you can go home. Yeah. So that. So these, these emotions are habitual, okay? Habits need to be interrupted, okay? If you have a habit of sucking your thumb, okay, you need to choose an incompatible behaviour to interrupt that flow, yeah? Put a pair of gloves on, bind your hand, do whatever, okay? It doesn't matter what you do, it's where you come from when you do it that's going to make all the difference you know if a mother comes in and binds the child's hand so she can't comfort herself that's going to be quite you know abusive to be honest however if the child grows into an 18 year old who's binding her hand and she decides for herself that she wants to break this habit and she decides for herself to choose an incompatible behavior then that is a that's an act of love that's that's a real act of love so compassion is the incompatible behavior that you need when you are traveling your adverse emotions so we've talked about awareness we've talked about compassion the next thing that is um, really important is detachment. And all of these three things work together. So detachment is, it's the knowledge, but it's the real understanding that you are not your emotions and you are not your thoughts. Yeah. You are a biochemical being, okay? Your cells communicate through an, uh, a, a branched network of, of cells and pathways within your body. Yeah? That, that neurochemistry is, 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 is exactly that. It's an electrochemical composition. You know? um, that's what your emotions are. They are a biochemical cocktail that you are experiencing it's not you it's your experience fundamental difference yeah you are the one observing me yeah so and the same with thoughts you know thoughts um thoughts thoughts are symptomatic you know if you have if you're feeling angry yeah you'll be having angry thoughts doesn't mean that's who you are I teach people don't, not to buy into that. 
you know, um, I also tell, tell people not to suppress it. But what I do ask them to do is to be aware, be compassionate and be detached. So to be that, to be that, um, to be that step back, to be higher minded, to be, you know, the broad angle view of, you know, what is my experience. So that is the way that we travel. We can, we can travel alone and that's beautiful and it's absolutely necessary because that's what taking responsibility for your emotions is, is traveling alone, being willing to travel alone. But there is absolutely, it is absolutely human and it's absolutely necessary that you are able to show your hand to put your needs out there, you know, to, to say, this is where I'm at. This is what I've got going on. You know, I quite often say to my husband or my daughters or my, my son, less often, um, I, I quite often say, uh, can you hold space for me for five minutes because I have something to clear, <laughs> you know? And, so, and then I will say, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. They know, I mean, we've been living together a long time. They know, you know, mum really, you know, isn't trying to control my, re my reality. She's simply sharing where she's at and, you know, and she'll move on. That is what emotional responsibility is. It's, it's about being willing to travel for yourself, being willing to be open with other people about where you're at and take responsibility for that. You're not asking them to make it better for you. You're just asking them to care just asking them to care, you know, and to... Oh, there's been plenty of times that I've been in with you and we said, hey, have you got five for a coey dump, you know, and, and we just go <laughs> and just do it. <laughs> and I, I think that's how I see enlightened conversations too, is that we allow all our aspects of ourselves to show their light. Not just the yeah. professional aspect you know, but, but all our aspects of ourselves so that we can actually role model that mm -hmm. emotional responsibility, but also honouring that every part of our psyche is important and has an opinion. And, but, but, but also taking responsibility for that, you know, like saying, um, you know, a part of, I'd like to say this, this is, this is helpful for me in the detachment side. Mm -hmm. um, a part of me is really feeling this about that or thinking this about that. But there's another part of me thinking this, you know, and I yes. like to do it that way. I just think the language helps me to, to, yes. to step right into that detachment, like mm. tangibly step into it. Cause I'm actually talking about myself in the third person, even yeah. though I am allowing, I am allowing myself to, to own that part. And yeah. I, think that, I just think, find that's incredibly helpful. Um, yeah. I, I, did, I have mentioned that to teenagers as well and they found that really helpful because they're like, oh, yeah. Because they're yeah. just like, you know how you can, you can um, what I call over-identify with mm. the part of your psyche and, and you just make it all about, that's all, all I am. You know, you classify yourself as that rather mm. than, oh, you know, that's just part of me. At the moment, it's the predominant part of me and it's okay to be real about that, right? Mm. But then it's about also creating a space required or that detachment required to go 
that's not all of who I am. That's just an aspect of myself or a feeling at the moment of a part of myself. Yeah, yeah. And I would, um, I'd probably, um, I would probably um, take it even one step further back and to, and to say, you know, this is my experience at the moment. You know, this is my experience at the moment. In actual fact, I, oh, you know, I don't like to get too esoteric about this kind of thing because it's really nuts and bolts day to day, bread and butter, you know, um, how we roll um, functionality. But um, I, I have come to find great advantage from um, de-identifying with, with those feelings to the extent that I know that they're not me. I know that they're not me. You know, they are my experience and I do need to take responsibility for them, you know, and I certainly will, you know, uh, want, be wanting to show my hand and get help and, you know, and, and um, draw on the resources that my family can help me with when I meet my staff. But I know that that's, I know that that's not me. That is me running at effect of a situation or something that was projected at me or something that, you know, um, that was triggered from memory or, you know, whatever, it, whatever it might be. Um, well, you know, the, the, yeah. I was going to say, cause if I, I feel like, um, it, it's probably helpful for people to, to, uh, be able to understand, when you know, like when we're discussing empathy before, and we and we do, you know, we do have that compassion, and then there's there's times, especially with empaths, where they feel that they've just they just take like a sponge, like an emotional sponge, and they're just smoking mm. it up, mm. and you know, it's like you know, sometimes when I know that we attract what we need to heal to, so the energies that we're attracting, we also need to take responsibility for that as well. I get that, but often when people are flooded emotionally and they've got a lot of emotions that they're carrying from other people, um, mm. you know, how, how do you deal with that too? I'm curious because uh, I'm sure that would be quite helpful for people to understand. Yeah, I'm actually quite glad that you, um, that you spoke uh, more broadly about empaths as a, as a group. You know, there are those people who are highly emotional, emotional and, and feel more more sensitively between people than others and um, the thing that I have learnt um, is probably one of the one of the greatest things that I have learnt by traveling my own controls is simply that what you make significant in your life has the power to affect you and so greatly and bring you undone and waste your energy and waste your time. You know, um, in actual fact, um, if you are detached with your emotions, they no longer need to have the significance that they, that, that they once had. When, if you're feeling abandoned, you know, and you, and you are aware 
of the significance that you're putting in the space or the attribution that you're putting in the space or you know he he doesn't meet my needs therefore he doesn't love me for example that level of significance actually creates that feeling of abandonment yeah. if the significance wasn't there if the control wasn't in the space if that partner was free to do what he needed to do that was right for him in that moment and be responsible for himself rather than take responsibility for his partner then if the significance wasn't there the abandonment wouldn't thrive the abandonment mm. wouldn't the abandonment wouldn't thrive it you know sit in that and sit in that abandonment go and see someone who can be there and hold space for your abandonment and when two people get on an energy yeah and they travel together with that uh, and they allow trans transference to be their um, superpower in that space and they travel it together until it collapses and falls in on itself until it ceases to exist that is a powerful partnership that's a very yeah. powerful partnership um, yeah. and, 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 and that is what I teach, you know, my, my couples, you know, people who come to see me uh, for, um, couple sessions and it's, it, it's an art. It's, it really truly is an art of being disciplined enough to not make significance, not buy into the data that spews out of, you know, X, Y, or Z um, emotion or energy and to just be there until it extinguishes until it collapses in on itself and then something amazing happens and it's not really something that i can tell people about it's something that needs to be experienced um, i know that you've experienced it i know that you spend a lot of time in that place um, but it's not everybody's default setting yet and uh, you know and I, I do envisage a world where we can all get connected with the uh, deepest essence of ourselves you know as a default rather than you know the other habitual energies that we think we might be you know yeah yeah oh, I, I agreed I, I feel like uh, you know if, if we look at the consciousness collective at the moment um, we've got a lot of the colors of the rainbow. I think one of the, the biggest things that really affects me, to be honest with you, um, is the fact that, you know how we talk about domestic violence and we talk about emotional abuse um, and we talk about that like in the home. One of, the, one of my biggest, I guess, triggers where I, you know, you ask, you're talking about significance, what we make significant. Um, one of my biggest triggers is when I see teachers speaking to children a certain way that does not honour their feeling reality. And the other one is when I see people in leadership positions on the world stage and they're talking to each other in ways that you wouldn't accept in your own home. You would not accept when we're talking about in this space that you come to where you're actually traveling the feeling together or traveling, you know, the, the journey together in, in a connected way that you, there's no way you would even think about speaking to someone in that particular way. Mm -hmm. And I feel for me, that's part of my mission is mm -hmm. to help 
bring awareness to that level of domestic violence. You could say domestic leadership violence. I don't even know, probably global leadership, domestic violence, emotionally, uh, role I see where you are. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I agree with you entirely. I think that the whole world is going to have to have a massive buyout and see, see the controls that are in the space for what they are. You know, um, I think that those kinds of controls that we're, that we're talking about, um, those, you know, global suppressions, those, um, you know, abusive invalidations of uh, minorities and groups um, really need to be seen for what they are. They are the person or the um, collective projecting their deficit you know a control is is really only ever as big as the deficit that it's felt by the person projecting it the lack of resource you know the um controls are about managing comfort if what do you feel you need to be comfortable you know what 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 do you feel is a threat to you you know, what are you prepared, what are you going to do? What are you, what are you prepared to do and go and do to, um, to not be threatened in that way? People will do dark stuff to not be threatened when they're, you know, when, when they, when they uh, haven't um, found the love that they are, you know, when they're not really about, um, restoring love between all beings yeah that's right well i guess the, the the thing that we really resonate on is you know part of the 12 principles of lpt like work practitioner training that we've learned and everything like that is love and unity those are the mm. two that i feel like we really uh, apart from obviously discipline takes discipline to put detachment in place and it takes mm. all these other things it's honesty to be mm. you know to be mm. able to do the awareness bit. There's all these other principles that mm. drop in, but for me, the, the, the big overarching um, or underlying support here um, for me would have to be that you, you go into the traveling experience of these feelings with an intention of bringing compassion, like right from the very mm. start. And mm. there are a lot of, practitioners out there that may well just want to get to the bottom of why this is happening without bringing in that element. Yeah, it's very heady. It's very, it's got the real head trip about it. Like, hence being called mm. a shrimp, you know, like it's, it's interesting, you know. Mm. But this is different. This is intentionally from the get-go, from the very start, going, we're going to bring we're going to travel it. We're going to be aware of it. But then we are also bringing love and compassion to this so that we can step into a place of transformation, obviously, because when you love something, it, it does. You're saying it transforms all the time. You know, it collapses in on itself until you, it clears itself out of the way enough because it's not in, in its own way anymore that it can get into what, it, what, what we really are, the essence mm -hmm. of what we really are. Yeah, and exactly. Exactly. And I, I believe that that's why um, adverse emotions are a thing, because they, they teach us how to become aware of our controls, you know, and if the more you can take responsibility for your own controls, 
um, and confront those and let go of them, then the faster we're all going to return to love, the faster we are all going home. That's right. There's no mm. such thing as a bad feeling. No, that's right. That's exactly right. You know, I, um, I you know, oh, concepts like um, you know, good and bad and right and wrong, they um, quite often get challenged in, in, in setting with me. So, yeah, I, uh, it's a wonderful experience. There's a lot... Um, there's a lot to be learnt within your own being. There's a lot to be learnt from others. Um, and there's a lot to be gained by being really conscious and aware and constructively being, you know, human with yourself. Mm. It's so powerful. And it's so simple. But, but once you actually do it, you really get how powerful that simplicity is because, you know, um, in, even in mindfulness training, you know, they're talking about, you know, you need to be mindful in the present moment, in the present moment. Uh, usually we think, oh, it's about sweeping, you know, because they say when you, you know, they talk about that. When you sweep, sweep. When you eat, eat. Well, when you sweep, you feel. So if you're going to be present... Are you going to be present with the sweeping or are you going to be present with the feeling of how you feel about sweeping? I think, you know, mm. it's bringing it back down to yeah. the body. Not, yeah, not, absolutely. Yeah, and I feel like that's true, real true on, on honesty of being present. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, and where does that sit and live in the body? And do you dive down into the body? You know, like, I mean, you know, how does that look, um, you know, when you're travelling? Do you, do you uh, take it into the physical yeah. realm of the body? Everybody, everybody's different with this shell. Um, you know, some people in, f feel different emotions in different places in their body. Um, you know, um, quite a large proportion. I mean, if 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 you just simply pay attention to your to yourself now as you sit here, um, and you think about you think about something that you really want someone to do for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you really want, um, really want my husband to take out the recycling, you know. <laughs> I really want, you know, what do I really, or I really want him to, you know, whatever it is, you know, you know that has an energy about it. Where do you feel it in your body? You know, some mm. people will feel it in their heart, some people will feel it in their solar plexus, some people feel it in their throat because they have an arts for it, you know. Some people will, it'll be, you know, hard on their head, you know, like it's, it's all over the body. I think the, you know, the old Eastern traditions really, uh, really knew a thing or two and travelled a thing or two when they, um, when they expressed um, the, the beautiful um, um, format that is, you know, the human chakras. So, you know, and that's great, but, you know, some people don't resonate with that and they don't need to, you know, they don't need to resonate with an old Indian tradition or, or, or but that whenever anyone feels an emotion, sadness, anger, happiness, it's there in your body. And if you just draw your attention to it and be with it, you'll be able to see what it is in, and how it's serving you and what its motivations are, you know. And, you know, we do have emotions that serve us, you know. 
these emotions are used so that other people will behave in a certain way, you know. So other people will tend to us in certain ways that will make us feel good, you know, and that's human. That doesn't come with any judgment. It is what it is. But if you are conscious with that, if you're conscious with that, then you have choice. You have choice about whether that limits you, limits them, whether that's constructive, whether it's not. This is why I always say, show your hand, put your needs on the table. Be yes. really, really authentic and really transparent. Because that's where control doesn't exist, is when you just put it out there with intention to clear or with intention to expand somebody's reality. My intention is to just share where I'm at so we can both expand from here, mm -hmm. you know, so that you can understand, you know, understanding is so underrated, you know, just, and not understanding, like, how does that work? You know, an emotional problem was never, ever sold, solved with a rational solution. Emotional issues are solved by lending your heart to the feeling and being with it until it is quiet. Yeah. I love that. That's so awesome. I so, love what I do, Shell. Oh, I love what you do too. And you're such a huge force of um, incredible... I was going to, I don't want to say emotional activism because it sounds like you're an emotional activist. You are such an advocate for it. I just absolutely adore it. It's so, yeah, uh, yeah not denying at what, how we've chosen to learn here on the planet. That's, that's, that's basically how we've chosen to learn through our feelings. And when we're liberated from our feelings and our feelings are not us, then we're able to step into higher frequencies that... Um, immediately. Have, immediately. It's like, the, the, yeah, someone just clears the way and bang, there we are. Mm. It's, it is. It's like tapping into an infinite source in a very short period of time. Yeah. So, you know... There's nothing, more, there's nothing more powerful than a decision or a choice, actioned, you know, nothing more powerful. Yeah. So, well, I would love to, um, for you to share where people can find you and uh, this, this will probably be, we're probably airing at the March, April time. So, you know, I, I know things may change between now and then, but it's great for people to know how to find you, where you are, what you're doing, anything coming up, um, what you're excited about this year, what you're not, what you're not excited about this year. We, we want to know how you feel, Loz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I am always excited. I think that that's fairly, um, um, fairly close to my, um, the essence of, of who I am is, you know, excitement. Um, if people can find me at Your World Orientation on Facebook, that's probably the fastest route. Um, my website, yourworldorientation.com, will be up and running in February. Um, they can email me on loisrolly at gmail.com. Um, I'm fairly accessible. When people are, when people are really ready to um, change, 
their way of being, they find me. Yeah. Well, I love what you do. I love who you are. It's been way too long since we connected, but we're always together in spirit. And um, I just, I'm just so glad that everybody else got to actually hear a snippet or witness some of the magic that, that, that you bring to the planet. And that really needs to be heard because it's precious. It's absolutely precious. You know, I can only imagine what would happen if children were taught these kind of skills, you know, um, and, and were, I mean, amazing. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say yeah. something else we have? Yeah, I just wanted to, right at the beginning of our talk, you said that quite often I am really apparent in your reality that you can feel me when you are traveling your emotions yeah i believe that we are all connected there is no separation between any of us that we are cells of this universe and if you need me as a resource i am there for you and i know that you are there for me abandonment is an illusion separateness is an illusion and in your darkest hour, when you have to be with those emotions by yourself. Hopefully, the darkness will show you that there is more than just you on this planet. There are all of us, all together, and all you have to do is wake up and allow it into your consciousness. Exactly. Yep. It's, it's so true, though. The more we connect, we connect mm. together uh, with our own um, mm. love and compassion for ourselves, the more we do feel that mm. from other people. It's, mm. it's, it's, we do create a new reality. That's very true. And, yeah. uh, and, then, and then the good news is the universe actually brings more of that, that to us as well and says, yeah, you know, that's your reality. Here you go, have some more love. And it's like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can attest to that one. That's lots of love. Lot, lot, lot. Yeah. yeah. All right, beautiful. Lots of love. Well, um, I, I will uh, uh, love to catch you very soon and yeah. um, stay connected. But thank you so much for honouring us with your presence today. No problem. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Michelle.